Welcome everyone to Audiobooks from Hell. I am your host, Sean DeRager. Today we have uh, author Lucas Mangum on the show. And, Hi. Uh, I just got done. Uh, I just narrated. Well, your narr- the narration just dropped. The audiobook just dropped for Gods of the Dark Web. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit. And uh, and then also on the show today, we have Melody Muzlakovich, who uh, who has, I think, is finishing up the narration of Saint Sadist. So, of course, I was like, we got to have Melody on the show. Ah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, it's definitely a work in progress still, but right. I'm... I'm really excited because I am at chapter three. I say chapter three, but he has it like split up in like one, two, and three within the chapters. Yes. I'm yes. in the big bulk. I'm on the big bulk chapter three. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm on that one. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, these books and kind of, uh, I guess our, our work involved with those books and uh, we'll just have a fun time chatting about this stuff. So I'm excited to have both of you on. And it's funny because, Lucas, I think I, I approached you about your stuff because I, I kind of do this thing when I'm bored and I kind of look up, um, I'll look Oops. up authors and stuff like that. So Lucas, I, I do, I do this thing where I kind of, you know, when I'm bored, kind of, what a trick of the trade as a narrator is. You can either, you can either like go to ACX and audition for who knows what you're auditioning for as far as like the quality. Um, if it has, is a good book, like the sample might be a great read and then you get the book and you're like, oh, wow, there's all these typos and errors. And, you know, I'm not an Mm -hmm. editor. I'm, I don't know. And it just can become a, you know, it's, it's, that's, I think that's the whole kind of self, um, publishing world is that way. Cause you know, um, there's just, people don't want to pay for an editor and, and that's, that's, (laughs) that's a whole other conversation. And uh, yeah. if you're new to any of my podcasts, I'm a bit of a sarcastic, cynical person. So, uh, I, <laughs> so whenever no, I can bring in some sarcasm, here. I will. Uh, <laughs> so what I, and I, you know, and I found some really good work through ACX.com and, and auditioning that way. But the thing that I loved to start doing and a kind of a trick of the trade I've, I've learned from some of the narrators was to kind of go through Amazon and find books that you would like to read and see if that, if they are on audio or you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I started doing that. And I found, uh, I think Gods of the Dark Web was the first book that I found. And I was like, holy shit, what is this? Thing? Because <laughs> uh, one of my friends online was like, hey, do you, are you narrating any cosmic horror? So I kind of, you know, Googled cosmic horror. I found your name uh, f- f- because of Gods of the Dark Web. And sure. uh, and so, you know, so now I can say I've done some cosmic horror. And uh, what a way to dip my toe into some cosmic horror because that thing is uh, it's a fucking <laughs> novella <laughs> which we'll get into in a little bit but i kind of found you that way and turns out crossroad press had had the audio rights and i you know mm-hmm. talked to david and and we got the thing going so that's how our little journey began and then enter melody how you you were well, you and i were talking right Lucas, yeah about, so uh, I, other books yeah yeah, so I I was really interested in you know getting Saint Sadus done as an audiobook, um, because I think it would really I don't know just because the way it's written and and also the content it would definitely take you know maybe a special kind of person to do it, and uh, and I was kind of uh, you know asking you about it if you knew anybody I think I asked you if if you knew any any women who could do like a West Texas uh-huh. accent and uh, and you recommended Melody and. And, uh, you know, she and I uh, emailed a little bit back and forth and 
I'm I'm pretty sure like I flaked out on her like two or three times <laughs> and like <laughs> um, and uh, but then like I was in a place where I was like yeah we can you know we can make this work and uh, and yeah I'm I'm really excited to hear what she does because I think uh, I don't know I, I think anybody who's like uh, you know would want to read something like that would probably do a good job. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I am a voice actor and, um, you know, apart from the narration, I've done a lot of mm-hmm. character voices. And honestly, I think when people would first meet me or hear my voice, they'd be like, oh, she's so sweet. She's so nice. There's no way she'd be into creepy, horrific stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, not true. <laughs> I love <laughs> yeah. I love the creepier, the more disturbing, the better. I don't care for gore necessarily, but I love the disturbing and haunting atmosphere of things. And, um, you know, so... I was like, oh, wow, I've never, you know, narrated horror before. Like, I've starred in horror games as the villain, but, yeah, Um, and but I've never, like, gotten to narrate a whole story. And, you know, after I read Saint Sadist, I was like, wow, this is a really oddly empowering book, (laughs) and it's very haunting. So I was like, okay, well, obviously my voice, but with the southern accent, and, you know, this character has uh, been through the ringer. A little so, bit. <laughs> yeah. so I wanted to give her a little bit uh, more of an emotionless read. Like, there was still emotion. I'm very much about nuance. I love nuance. Yes. It's, or, it's yes. my favorite thing like, ever. So while she might sound like emotionless in parts, you'll hear it here and there. And there's parts where I feel like a complete bad arse while, you know, narrating. <laughs> um, so... Not to mention, it's it's very poetic, too. And I don't know if you intended that, but to me, it comes off very poetic. So <laughs> This is going to sound crazy, but the, the first draft was written entirely in verse. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. <laughs> Which is like, why would you do that? Like, but, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's find, like, the hardest way to do something and do it first. And then... Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> So this is written from the first person, correct? Is it written from the first person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and Lucas, when you and I were talking, that's what I figured, you know, because I had heard some, um, so I kind of threw my feelers out there and a lot of the, the women that I was hearing, you know, were older sounding. And I was like, well, this is a young, you know, a young woman, like young, uh, how old is the character? Like teenager, uh, right? Yeah, she's she's uh she's twelve in the first chapter, but then like uh-huh. you know as as this she's nineteen for the majority okay. of the book. Yeah, so when I heard Melody's voice, I was like, oh, like this is perfect because that and I and I figured you know in my in my kind of because I love collaborating, I love bringing people together. I've been doing it with Encyclopocalypse um, in some <sighs> aspects, and I can't wait to talk about some of the stuff I'm working on. But um, but I love kind of you know hearing and not necessarily auditioning, kind of hearing people and kind of bringing projects to them. And when I heard Melody's voice, I was like, this would be a perfect juxtaposition with the horrificness of the novel, with the, the horror and, and the psychological terror that's happening. Mm. And I'll let you set up the plots here in a little bit when we get more into the stories. But but for kind of a starter, uh, it just I felt like it would be a good juxtaposition. And that's why I was like, well, here, here you know, Melody, meet Lucas, Lucas, meet Melody and, and just see if this <laughs> happens. I had no idea if it would happen, but I figured the introductions introductions were made and. You know, and I'm so happy that it's it's happening, and I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it myself. So yeah, um, I'm excited as well. I 
I, you know, I never toot my own horn, never, ever, because um, <laughs> jinx, jinx, not on wood. <laughs> but um, I definitely think it has the creepy vibe I was going for. And I actually like a lot what I am doing with the, this like inner voice in her head. It, mm. it It's very odd to me because I know it's her thoughts, but I wanted to put like a slight twist on it instead of making it just her thinking and like chanting or whatever. Mm. I almost wanted it to be like, this almost like wicked little voice in her mind speaking to her like an inner conscious, if that makes sense. No, Obviously course, yeah. you're going to hear it and you know, you'll give me your two cents of course, but <laughs> no, of course. I, no I, I like that idea because I mean, I feel like those, those like inner voice parts are definitely interjections, you mm-hmm. know, um, in, in a lot of ways, like, I feel like it's more like, you know, uh, I mean, kind of the result of her trauma that she undergoes and, you know, uh, so she's kind of got, that damn it. I really feel like that, you know, after what she's been through, yeah, I feel like she's going to have a little wickedness inside of her a little bit, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, really enjoying the story so far and I'm eager to keep going on it. I just, uh, just so much to do voice over (laughs) life, unpredictable as heck. Well, that's how it is. Yeah. That's, I I mean, that's how it is because when you're in a kind of a creative, uh, creative field, like we are, and I'm doing this, you know, like I've said, I do this part-time, um, and it's kind of, kind of juggling everything, you know, gets ridiculous. And we're all kind of, we're all kind mm-hmm. of attacking the, we're all eating the elephant one bite at a time is the kind of the classic thing that you know, talk about <laughs> with voiceover and especially with narration. And I, I would imagine the same thing with writing, Lucas, is you're kind oh, of sure. attacking this big project one piece at a time, and then you finally will get to the end of it. And then, uh, a little bit of your soul is all, all out there on the paper. Um, I want to transition yeah. to talking about, um, you know, creating story and then and, and these specific stories uh, in a second. But uh, but first, I always kind of uh, start the show off with something I've been listening to, and I wanted to kind of mention just really quick. I don't I don't go too far in, in these things, but I wanted to give a shout out to um, to uh, a book I've been listening to. I just started it, so I have not too far into it yet. But it's called The Con Season. It's by Adam, is it Caesar? The E on the end yeah. throws me off. Adam Caesar. Um, and it's narrated by Joe Hempel. And um, oh, cool. if you've listened to any horror um, audiobooks, Joe Hempel's all over <laughs> everything. And uh, he's been doing this for a while. And he'll be coming on the show hopefully very soon. Um, and what's funny is um, when I first started listening to horror audiobooks uh, and even trying to do them, I was like, well, I need to, they're not narrating in the spooky voice, you know? And mm-hmm. the more I started listening to horror audiobooks, the more I started realizing that the ones that affected me the most were kind of the narrator being a little nonchalant yeah. <laughs> about everything. Um, I listened to one book, I can't remember the name of it um, off the top of my head, but there's a scene where the lead character who you just meet all of a sudden goes and murders a litter of puppies. And it's like, Oh Jesus. And it's narrated <laughs> in this like Southern goth, Gothic, like nonchalantness. And I was like, that is absolutely terrifying. And, yeah. you know, so my idea started to change on, you know, uh, on all this. And then, um, cause when I first listened to Joe Hempel, I was like, what? I was like, what is this guy thinking? He's just telling the story. And I was totally mm. new to narration no, I, I knew, I knew nothing, um, as before any coaching or anything. And, uh, but the more I listened to Joe Hempel and, and how he does his characters and how he tells the story, he has this like 
sarcastic sense of humor to his narration mm -hmm. that he brings that's just fantastic. And, and it, all the stories that I've read or listened to of his, he really fits it really well. And, and I, I can't wait to talk to him more about you know his process and stuff. But it's funny how uh, my thoughts as, as a narrator have changed because even like with Gods of the Dark Web, I was like, uh, I'm not, like this is a really horrific story and I'm gonna try to just back off and just narrate, let the words do the yeah. work. You know, so I'll be, it'll be interesting to, to kind of talk a little, little bit more about this. But the, the story anyway, anyway, I'm going off in a rabbit trail here, but um, the story of the con season so far, from what I can tell, is basically um, this director gets kidnapped and <laughs> he is basically put in charge of directing this summer camp that's created as like an experience where people go to experience a horror story <laughs> yeah, and they think it's all fake. But, uh, of course the director's there against his will and oh, uh, sure. bad things of course <laughs> will happen. So, but I love, yeah. Anyway, this is great. I love Adam Caesar's work. He's yeah. one of those, he's one of the, one of my, one of the few authors right now, modern authors, horror authors that I feel like bring what I love about eighties storytelling and eighties horror mm -hmm. movies and horror paperbacks kind of into, you know, the modern, you know, modern storytelling. And um, it's a perfect blend. He's not trying to, you know, imitate the 80s style or anything, but he's, but him and uh, there's Matt Serafini, um, as far as that camp style, that, that campy yeah. kind of horror style. Lucas, you're on a different level. I'm going to talk about that <laughs> in a second. Um, and, uh, yeah. and, I, and I, but I really, I love, 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 um, your writing. So, well, so that's what I've been you. listening to, uh, the con season. Um, and anything you guys have been listening to at all, or has it just been all, all work? You know, I, I have a day job, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, no, I just started listening to, um, Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk and I don't remember who narrates it. Um, and I feel bad about that now because I'm on a <laughs> show with two narrators. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Anna Fields. There you uh, go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody famous, I'm sure. <laughs> probably with a Chuck Palahniuk novel, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. No, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I haven't read him in a really long time, so it's and I, and I'd never read that particular one, but uh, but um, you know, uh, a couple author friends recommended it to me, and so I'm kind of diving into that, and it's it's you know, I mean, it's Palahniuk, it's 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 weird, and it's super <laughs> like super energetic I mean, right <laughs> yeah i love it awesome i <clears throat> i just don't really uh i wish i did but i just don't have really the time <laughs> i kind of do voiceover full time so if i'm not working i mean i have so many books i have yeah. to work on and you know and on top of that this is going to sound so bad, but I've never really been into audiobooks. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> Listening great. to them. Like, I'll be honest. I think it's because I always grew up with audiobooks where the narrators were so monotone and I just uh -huh. could not, I could not be into that. I just couldn't. I am a very animated creature and I definitely tone it down when I narrate, but I still make it very immersive, especially yeah. if it's like first sure. person. Oh yeah, um, first person is fantastic. I love doing yeah, first person. First person's definitely my favorite because yeah. I can really just be the character and I can really shine that way because, you know, I am a character actor. So 
this is where I really get to show off my acting chomps and the nuances, yeah. the nuances <laughs> that I love. I swear I do this full time. Don't judge me on oh, my no, hiccups. No, 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 no. I am notorious for flood. I'm like, look, I don't have a script in front of me. I'm going to fuck things up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's even. But that is that even if I have the script in front of me, I still look. <laughs> oh, no, up. totally. If you if you follow my YouTube channel, it's uh, I, I, <laughs> I and I put it out there because I'm like, there's going to be a lot of new narrators that are going to see all these seasoned narrators like doing a full two, three, four, five minutes of perfect narration with like then the but they'll do a twenty minute <laughs> video with like two mess ups. I look, I'm every thirty seconds, I'm messing up every thirty. But yeah. But whatever, I, I I put them out there just to kind of show people. Look, this is the real process. <laughs> I always I, I always like to tell people that I, I I promise I don't write the way I talk. You know, <laughs> I just <laughs> you know when I, I talk, I throw a lot of likes in there, and I you know. I, just, I thought you were going to come on and say, "Welcome, Sean. I'm glad to be a part of your dark." Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'd not expect this like surfer dude, hey bro, type of voice I'm hearing right now. I really thought it was gonna be something like yo hey how you doing <laughs> I, <laughs> I, don't I, know. Just, I, <laughs> I just ate a baby rat just now recording. Yeah. <laughs> you should see the neighborhood i live in i live in this like typical suburban like just i mean i i'm, I'm actually kind of nervous because one of my neighbors like is listening to gods oh, of the dark web right now and i'm just like wow my oh. kid is never gonna play with his kid again like <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, let's transition into into these uh, into these books because I want to kind of we've talked about them a little bit, and I, I want to kind of you know open uh, open the portal more into these and uh, into you, Lucas, as as, as an author, and uh, you know, and, and especially with kind of the splatterpunk, um, the 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 dark fiction. So what I mean is when I when, when I brought up like Matt Serafini and Adam Caesar earlier. They kind of have like a campy horror vibe, very fun. Reminds me of like popping in a VHS VHS tape and watching, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know, Camp Blood. I don't even is Camp Camp Blood's like a parody some of something, right? But yeah, yeah. So but whatever, yeah, so you know. Camp, yeah. Well, I don't want to go down you know, that. I mean, you know, Friday the Thirteenth or whatever. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to be like you know, um, but you know, like something like that, a little more campy, a little more fun. Yeah. Um, you know, our lead characters are going to get off one by one in creative ways, just like a slasher film. And, you know, but there's, of course, with with books, with a novel, there's a lot more nuance to the story. You're, you can get a lot more than, you know, than a 90 minute or shoot, even like maybe a 70 minute yeah. slasher. Um, your writing is, um, from what I found in Gods of the Dark Web, and I know there's more than that, but my, I was introduced to your writing through Gods of the Dark Web. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know how to explain it right now. It's, uh, it's, 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 well, Melody said poetic. There is definitely is like a, a rhythm to the writing. There is, you know, you're not just, you're not just telling the story to kind of like, you know, uh, bludgeon your way through the story. Cause I've read some splatterpunk stuff and it's, sure. and I've read some extreme horror stuff and it's just not fun. Like it's not, you know, <laughs> Um, I get that. Uh, my vocabulary is failing me right now, but um, I don't know. It's like a, it's like it's like a, it's like a, it's like a bulldozer kind of going through some, some, <laughs> some like, into a house, right? That's like extreme horror, like you know. Sure. And he had blood in his face, and he's coming through like 
you know, the gore and everything. But <laughs> you have, the way you write is a lot more, I can't, why can't I think right now? Um, lyri- not lyrical, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, so long way around. And this is where if somebody's joining the podcast now. To, oh, I'm going to check out Sean's podcast. They, they will be like, I'm not going to listen anymore because Sean can't talk. <laughs> like I said, I don't have a script in front of me, everybody. Um, there, there's a, there, there's a, your narrative. There's a lot, there's a lot more going, going on with your narrative style. Sure. Um, and I'm, so I'm wondering, uh, I guess it reminds me more of like a Clive Barker, I guess. I hate yeah. like saying like, this author is just like this because then people then like, right. They read Lucas Mangum and it's like, he's not like Clive Barker. Uh, well, <laughs> but, uh, I always but there say, is that, you I, know. I always say that Stephen King was my first and Clive Barker is definitely my true love, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Just so less I drugs, do. I would imagine. Uh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> um, no, you know, it's just I... Uh, you know, for me, I guess I, I sometimes will jokingly... Uh, you know, uh, call myself a, a literature nerd with with exploitation movies. Literary, lit yes. exploitation, yeah. lit literary exploitation. It's <laughs> exactly yes. what I was trying to say. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I, I love I, I love horror, but I also I also really love like the fucking boring shit that people make you read in college like i just i love that shit like i, I just I, uh, I i recently did a story in an anthology called the big book of blasphemy um this the story uh that i did it was called sister scar and it was basically like modeled after this like world war one hemingway type thing but it was uh <laughs> but it had like you know nuns eating snakes and people's <laughs> genitals falling off and you know <laughs> of course as you do as you do. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I just like, I, I have a lot of love for the super nerdy stuff, but I also really like that super dark stuff. It's like uh, these two, I don't know, I guess there's these like two sides to me and like, and writing is kind of where they, they really come together, I guess, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't have to compartmentalize as much. I mean, once you've found your voice. Right. Right. And, and, um, and like with a lot of writers, they, you know, they'll, they'll draw on a lot of personal experiences. And um, especially with Gods of the Dark Web, there's a chapter and we've, uh, it's, it's, it's like the chapter, like every, you know, it's funny. It's the I, was, chapter, I, was, yes. I was speaking with uh, Isaac Thorne last episode about the Gordon place. And there's a chapter where certain people will, will, will turn on the story. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, But that's like a, from a political nature. Um, this one is just a deranged uh, nature, but it's like... <clears throat> narratively it makes sense to me because what would be the one thing and i'm not gonna spoil it for anybody so right. uh if you want to know what it is you have to listen or read the book mm-hmm. um but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so it's so fucked up um it's so crushing man but it's, it's uh, I... <laughs> but it's it need it almost needs to be because you need to know like like this is some serious shit our characters are getting into. Like these, this isn't some, this isn't like, you know, some weird place in Reddit. Like this isn't like the Star Wars forum in Reddit where it just gets crazy. And it's just you know. And yeah, and and uh, you know, and I didn't want to, and and I think you know, again, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, narratively, I think it makes sense given some of his background. Right. That exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it kind of there's a little. uh 
unity there. There's yeah, there's yeah. there's that there's that literature nerd coming out, yep. you know. <laughs> yep. Um how much of your personal self do you kind of put in these stories? Cuz I know you've you've tweeted online, you've tweeted out on, on Twitter and stuff and you've been open about certain certain books that you've yeah. written. Um one that you wanted to rewrite cuz you're like, "Man, I was not in a good headspace when I wrote that," you know, and you wanted to um like how much you're you're kind of open about, you know, cuz we all struggle yeah. with demons in our own way we have, have have a ways of dealing with them do you think writing is your way of dealing with some of these you know demons do you, do you just throw that into the narrative and and how does that work does it does it kind of bother you to revisit like if like in gods of the dark web that particular scene yes um, yeah. <laughs> um but uh but uh yeah no it's um I guess, yeah, there's, there's kind of a, it is kind of a way to kind of, I guess, purge, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, my, my head can be a bit of a scary place and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I've had some, you know, experiences that have, I guess, you know, formed that have definitely informed my fiction and, you know, kind of my worldview and, but I also really love storytelling. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, like if I'm going to put this soul crushing stuff in here, like it has to make sense from a narrative mm -hmm. standpoint and it has to, you know, um, and, and I guess if I see it like in the context of the story, it can really, um, it's not as hard to revisit for me. And, and I, and I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I mean, uh, it's it's gonna sound hard to believe, but I had the time of my life writing Saint Sadist. Like I loved writing that book. Like, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but uh, Gods of the Dark Web was maybe a little different. Um, you know, I uh, I was working as a nine one one operator at the time, and so a lot of what I saw there was not. You know, I mean, I didn't take any calls that were like that, but there was definitely like echoes of you know mm -hmm. kind of that. Basically, like I took certain real life situations and kind of cranked it to 11, you know? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. uh, yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's, uh, for a while it made, it, it was hard for me to revisit that book as a whole, but, um, I don't know. Your narration actually got me to kind of fall back in love with it, huh. like as a, as a story. And, and I was like, you know what? I mean, I mean, you know how it is not even because it's dark, but also because, you know, uh, I guess, I mean, as a creative person, sometimes you feel like, oh, well, I, I moved beyond that totally. stage of my, my, of my, uh, uh, you know, my career or whatever you want to call it. Right. And, uh, and so it's like, you know, maybe it's not that good, you know, but I don't know. I mean, you made it look, you made it sound real good. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you in next year if I like, if I still like it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all that way, man. It's the, that's, mm -hmm. that's the, the, the curse of the creative is, uh, you know, we're always assessing our, our work that we've done and we're always super critical on our, uh, on ourselves. So the, yeah. the story of gods of the dark web real, real quick, uh, it's a short, it's a short novella. It was fun to kind of knock out in between, in between novels that I'm narrating, but basically, um, our lead character is searching for, um, it opens with, uh, a characters, our lead character's brother who's been captured and, and, uh, by like a cult, um, who worships these, uh, I don't know, pile of cords and stuff, and, you know, <laughs> keyboards and computer screens. Yeah. And, you know, some really uh, crazy stuff goes down. And then we, you know, and now his, then we move into his, the brother, older brother trying to find him and kind of getting wrapped up into this. And it turns mm -hmm. out that the younger brother had, uh, I apologize if I'm forgetting names. Um, no, it's okay. The younger brother is Leon and the uh, Leon. main character is Niles. Niles. Okay. So, yeah. So Niles is searching for, for Leon and, you know, takes him on this journey in, into the dark web and, and man, oh man, 
Oh man, there are sights to be held, behold in this thing. <laughs> I mean, um, what's great about uh, good horror storytelling is mm-hmm. when there can be moments that are super fucked up, but as an individual, and I don't know, <laughs> maybe I messed up, but you can actually relate to the situation sure. going on. And uh, there, were, uh, as as a narrator, there were a couple moments in that book that I was just like, man, I'm I, I'm feeling this. Yeah, it's amped to 11, like you said, but I, I get what's going on here. And, yeah. you know, anyone who's perused the, the Internet, especially as a especially as a as a as a young person, uh, mm. you know, mm-hmm. trying to find things on the Internet and uh, feeling shame and everything. Like, you know, <laughs> the, um, it totally taps into kind of that raw feeling. And I try yeah. to kind of, you know, portray that through the narration and and. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I narrated it well, like people are saying they did, but as I just try to put, as I'm reading, cause I've, I read it before and I just try to put what I was feeling at the moment of reading it. And as I'm reading it just into, into it. And, uh, so far it, people seem to be kind of connecting with it. Um, so yeah, so yeah no, so, I, I thought you did a great job. I mean, it was really, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you, you brought everything out that I, that I, knowingly put in there and then you also brought out things that i didn't even know were really there like you know like if that makes sense <laughs> like those those I, I don't know like you, you brought these kind of i don't know i guess the you know the word we were using earlier was nuances like you yeah. brought these nuances to some of the characters where i was just like yeah oh yeah 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 okay it's crazy, man. You know? it's crazy how that yeah. works out mm-hmm. um so i, I want to move into talking about um saint sadist um and so um Lucas, if you can tell us the plot, kind of the setup of Saint Sadist, and then Melody, I would love to hear kind of your reaction to the story as you were kind of prepping for it. All right. So it's um, it's about a woman, a young woman named Courtney, who has undergone seven years of abuse at the hands of her father, and uh, she ends up pregnant and basically sees that as her cue to to leave. And um, as she leaves, she ends up running into this earth-worshipping cult, and uh, I don't know what else I can say without spoiling stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) There you go. That's all. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. It just gets crazy. It's It's one of those stories you definitely have to read or listen to, to, Uh you know, to connect. Um, So, for me, when I read this, I was really into it, first of all. I really dug it. I was like, oh, this is totally my thing. Like, because for me, the character was really relatable. And, you know, I never went through the the stuff she went Mm -hmm. through. But I liked how, like, she still comes off as very strong to me throughout the entire book. Like, she has weak moments, but, you know, she's human. So, duh. She's going to have that, right? But, you know, throughout the whole book, to me, she was just this wonderful balance of like strength and vulnerability. And she was smart too, which I was also into. Uh, It was like, wow, it's so nice to have like, you know, a girl who's in a situation and she's using certain things about herself to her advantage to try and make her situation better. I really liked that. And, um, so yeah, as I said, you know, as I read it, it was definitely, I'll be honest, I don't really read horror books. I'm mm-hmm. kind of a fantasy romance type of girl. Like I don't even read romance that much. I'm more of a yeah. I'm a fantasy sci-fi girl, you know. Cool. That's my stuff. 
that's the stuff I love to do. But this was very refreshing for me to read because, you know, while it is a little bit out there, there's so many themes in the book that are still down here on Earth, mm-hmm. ones that people can relate to. So I thought, and, and for me personally, that's the most powerful horror stories are the ones that you can actually see happening and relate mm-hmm. to, and that is happening in this day and age. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, okay, I need to do a real good job on this. I didn't think it's really <laughs> creepy and haunting, but you know, and that's the thing with this voice, like it can go from sounding really sweet and bubbly to, you know, pretty disturbing real quick. <laughs> mm, cool. So, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to finish this. I'll just say that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, um, yeah. And like I said, it just seemed very poetic to me. Like, I haven't read many of your books, but if your if your other books are written similarly to this, I would dare say that there is like it's that's the first thing that came to my mind was poetry. Wow. That's poetry. Awesome. And I think that is really cool. I like yeah. yeah. I know like we've used this word a lot, nuance, but that's really what came to my mind. Like this story isn't like, you know, the little girl went to the <laughs> <laughs> It's more like, you know. It was all about feeling and like, you know, being put on the edge because the scenario this person's in and, you know, there's like voice in their head speaking to them and it's their voice, but it's also not. And, you know, it's chaotic in the best way and like the most balanced way. So I love it. I thought it was great. You know, we need to put, uh, we need to put Lucas on the spot here because there's been a lot of talk about this lately online. I posted a couple of things where, you know, men writing women. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, uh, we're going to no. talk about Reddit. No, Melly does. does <laughs> no, oh, no. The, what, what made me think about this? Well, there was a thing going around where somebody was like, uh, some you can tell is a man riding a woman because he couldn't wouldn't shut up about the woman's breasts and they're like eggplants sure. or something like that, uh, which is ridiculous and I, and, and you oh. know out there. But um, but and but another thing has come up kind of in some things that I'm working on, you know, with in like apocalypse and things you know, with, um, you know, men writing women and, um, Melody, do you feel like, cause that, you know, it, it, a good author can get into the headspace of their character and write that character and that that's it. Um, you can always right. tell when that author is trying too hard. What is your mm-hmm. assessment of Lucas writing, uh, writing first person as, as a, as a young woman? Um, <laughs> to me, I actually think it was very good. I didn't feel like he was trying too hard at all. And I think what I like is the fact, you know, it felt, I felt like if you reversed it, let me say this, if you Mm -hmm. reversed it and it was a male protagonist instead, I would still think it was great. Um, I feel like, you know, he was, because at the end of the day, I really believe everyone is equal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, everyone suffers the trauma this character goes through, um, including men. So to me, I feel like, and like, that's like what I don't really care for. Like, I have read that before where men, you know, overemphasize like the cooch or, (laughs) or, you know, gosh, I'm so hot. Like, oh my God, like I want this guy. But like, even some female authors go a little too much into it. Like, it's like, yeah, Uh this character is hot, but you know, there's more to a woman's brain than, oh my God, hot guy must go (laughs) socialize with. Like, I don't think like that. Like, I'll be like, yeah, he's, he's hot. Okay. Anyways, back to what I was talking about in my life. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like that's how I really feel like that's how a lot of women's mind works. And so I do feel like that Lucas, he did an excellent job because uh, this character, Courtney, I don't think she's concerned. Like, let me say this. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but <laughs> which is very hard, right. but, <laughs> but you know, um, the trauma that she goes through and how I said that she uses a certain thing about herself as a weapon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though that is kind of a big part of the book, because again, it's the whole empowered thing that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the focus to me. It's not at all. I feel like the focus, you know, is what it is probably most of these stories is, you know, survival. Mm-hmm. So, and doing what you have to do to survive. So I, in my opinion, Lucas did a great job, awesome. but I definitely know what you guys are talking about. I, I, but like I said, I feel like even, even female authors, you know, go sure. too far. sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 I've read some, I've read some where it was just like, wait, how big was this guy's penis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's anatomically possible, but okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, just wanted, I just wanted Lucas, uh, Lucas to sweat just a little bit there. Just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely sweating. I'm, I'm sweating now. I'm all <laughs> There's a flood in my room. Yes. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't sweat it. Huh? There you <laughs> go. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's not funny. Awesome. Okay, well, um, we're starting to run out of time, but I wanted to kind of uh, close and talk a little more about um, what we're what we're all working on and. Um, Lucas, I want to start with you because you've everything that I've read so far has been novellas. Have you written any full length um, f- fiction? Is that in the works? Yeah. Um, what's what's anything you're what are you working on currently? And is there yes. any recent things you would you would want to mention? Sure. Yeah. So um, my first book was was actually a full length novel. I mean, it's still okay. it's still pretty short for a novel, but um, it's uh, but it's I guess technically a full length novel. That's okay. that's Flesh and Fire, which um, uh, you can actually you can actually get the ebook of it for free on my website because it's my first book. So I figure, why not, Lost Leader? You know, <laughs> but, uh, it's not because it's bad or anything. I think it's I think it's pretty good. But you know, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and then because it says like it's it's book uh, eight or whatever. Everyone's like, well, where's the other ones at? Oh where's my god, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing that I won't. I don't. I, I, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but it has it, it is a standalone book. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can assure. That, that's a yeah. uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, oh gosh. And so I, I am working on a, a full length novel. Um, it's a collaboration between me and, uh, Ryan Harding. It's, uh, it's called Pandemonium and it's, uh, it's, it's probably more in the vein of like, I would say like kind of that campy stuff that you like, you know, it's, it's very over the top and, uh, it's a little, it's, uh, it's like, yeah, I would say it's like super, super fun. I think the it's <laughs> this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I think the body count is like 121. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. Like, like we kill that many people on page. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's basically about this uh, underground wrestling show that's kind of used as a uh, as a ritual to open up the gates of hell. And perfect, you know. And then pandemonium breaks out. Perfect. You would say, yes. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds right up my alley for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Melody, what are the things that you're working on? You know, we know we're, you're working on Saint Sadus, and you, know, you have a lot on your plate. Um, what, is there anything you, that you're working on that that you have just that's just come out of, that's use your voice or anything like that? 
Um, well, I'm kind of uh, all over the place, um, but I've mostly been doing a lot of narration lately. Um, so I'm working on like, let's see, one, two. Okay, so I'm working on like two young adult fantasy stories that are going to be a series. So I'll be busy with that. And then Saint Sadist. And then I'm also working on another book that I've never really done before. And it's more of like a mystery type of book, which is really exciting. And it's it's literally called like Meow. The book is called <laughs> Meow. So, you know, you can imagine me doing the opening credits is really fun because I go, you know, I'll like Meow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a mystery and stuff. Like, And what's even better about this book and something that's probably going to, I'm hoping it's going to blow shoes off of people who might listen to my stuff is you know this is my regular voice right and in this book I actually deepen my voice uh for the character and I sound much older (laughs) and I I do that for the whole book so that was really exciting for me to do personally because you know again I I love you know doing that and another book that I'm really excited to get back to work on that I've, you know, because I've had so many other projects pop up in my face and it's like, ah, crap. So, you know, I got to get these done because I got bills to pay. Um, but another one that I'm actually really excited to do, get back to work on is a story about a teenager who's going through really deep, dark depression. And this is a book that I'm actually kind of having a hard time reading because I relate to it so much. Mm. And, you know, it just brings up, you know, rough memories for me. So I I know, like, why are you excited to do that again? (laughs) 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 But, you know, I think it's a very important story that needs to be told. And this author is extremely nice and she's such a good person. And, you know, and I'm just, I'm busy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to broaden my horizons. I'm stepping away from just fantasy because now I'm doing a horror and now I'm doing something about depression and now I'm doing a mystery where I deepen my voice to make me sound all edgy and cool. And (laughs) so, you know, I'm excited. I'm really excited. This is probably year of narration for me because that's really all I've gotten. Awesome. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how I kind of fell into this because I was, well, I was doing it you know, part-time and it kind of narration was the thing that kind of fell into my lap and the projects were so, there was such a a wide spread on the deadlines that it was something that I could actually get done instead of running, I got to record this commercial. Let me get this done. All right. And let me send this off to the producer on my lunch break. And then, you know, I get back to my day to the office and then all of a sudden, Oh, can you do a pickup here? We we want to change the script. I'm like, well, shoot, I can't until I get back at four, run back at four. So like doing the books have been, Oh yeah. You know, as, as you know, part time has been a lot better for me. So, um, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, in what and what I love, especially about um, you know, narrating these books is kind of these relationships that I've been building, and you know, like yeah. I would have never met Melody and Lucas. Like we all have come together through, you know, bringing these uh, these books, you know, to life in a different way, and it's um. It, you don't get that through normal kind of voiceover work. Normal voiceover work was, I mean, I, I there's a commercial that I did a voice for that I never have seen the final product. And I was like the lead voice. That's crazy. <laughs> the lead an, in the animation of it. I <laughs> don't know where it's at. I did some pickups on it. I have no idea. No idea. Uh, um, yeah, it's like that, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like with commercial work, it's a lot more cold. Yeah. Um, whereas like audiobook narration, that's not the case. And even e-learning for me, I've okay. had, you know, relationships right. you know for e-learning and whatnot and 
you know, it, but with commercials, it's definitely trickier because, you know, it's all about go, 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 get yeah. it done, get it done, get it done, go, 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 snap, chop, chop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get that. Yeah. So it's it's been for me as, as a juggling act, this has been great. And uh, just the, yeah. the relationships have been amazing. So, um, so Lucas Mangum, cool. uh, Melody. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the hesitation. <laughs> Mislakovich, right? Mislakovich. Mislakovich. I was trying to look at my phonetics that I, I was trying to look at my phonetics that I created as a at, to te- as a test or as a cheat sheet, <laughs> and I totally botched those. I'm like, that's not oh. how I. That's not the phonetics. <laughs> I did that. Wrong. Whoops. Oh my god. Ooh. It's All totally right. fine. My last name's yeah, Derager, and people have always. I've, they've been. That's, you know what? Yeah. I don't know. I, I said Durager, like Durager, like a Pokemon. <laughs> it sounds like a Pokemon. Like, what's that Pokemon called? Digger? I don't know. I'll, 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 ask, I'll ask my kids. <laughs> you know, I've, I, I, I'm glad I know how, how to say, say Durager now. Like, I've been saying, oh, I've been saying Durager, you know, like, well, just like in, really like, yeah. It's funny <laughs> in, in the Midwest in Iowa, they say Durager. So, okay. You know, yeah. So, I don't know. And it's Durager. Durager, Durager, yeah. Durager, Durager. Okay, it's a <laughs> so, great last name. I like it. It's yeah. memorable. Muslakovich. See now, now when the podcast ends, I'll be saying Melody Muslakovich. Melody Muslakovich. You know what? This right. is why for VO I shortened it and I said, you know what? Let's just do Melody Muse. Melody Muse. There, you there go. we go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my you know my general voiceover name is Melody Muse All right. because no one has time for Muslakovich. The great <laughs> thing is though, like when you put in Melody M U Z in Audible, it's like oh there she there is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's a really cool stage name too like if you if you were like the yeah. singing type you know i, I <laughs> do sing cool cool yeah i'm i'm all over the place like i said <laughs> awesome awesome well um you can find uh, melody's work over at voicesofmelody.com and then you can find lucas's work over at lucasmangum.com and check those out those will be in the show notes of course um let me see what have i been working on uh well gods of the dark web just dropped and on audible and i'm waiting for any day now um out for blood by john payton cook on uh, Valancourt Books that should be out soon, any day. And then um, a kind of a, a light fantasy, a really fun book called um, How Not to Be a Scribe um, <laughs> should be out very soon as well. Short little kind of a... <laughs> That's a fantasy fun. book? I've seen that title so many light times. Fantasy. I just... I assumed it was like... I don't know. I thought it was like a, a writing advice book, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a follow-up to How Not to Be a Rogue. Um, they're oh, okay. in the same world two different characters i narrated two different like the first one i'm I'm the sarcastic brat um and this one i'm like this really timid like hobbit with a stutter so narrated first person um the narration is not done with a stutter only when the dialogue happens thank god so, I was like, yeah. <laughs> i'd be like, like wow that has I, to be hard to go uh, through no one's gonna want to listen to that no one's yeah, gonna be like oh my jesus <laughs> what have they done that was the first thing i looked for when he brought me when i got the manuscript i was like please don't have the for, the narration be in a stutter so apparently when he's telling the story he has lost his stutter okay. uh so i don't know so um, but those are, it's a fun series. Um, Zach Brooks is the author of those. So you can find, cool. of course, find all my work over at uh, com or go to screamingpods.com. That's easier to spell. Uh, screamingpods.com. And <laughs> click on my logo there. And uh, you can follow me at Sean Narrates on Twitter. So again, Fantastic. Lucas and Melody, thank you so much for joining me on hey, Audiobooks from Hell today. 
Yeah, thank, thank you. you too. So much fun. You you two are awesome. You're awesome. You stop you're it. You guys awesome. are awesome. <laughs> no, you're the best. <laughs>